and welcome back to Theory for Two Tables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan, and that's not Matt. It's punk correspondent Rachel D. Hey, Rachel, meditate, play solitaire, take up self-defense. When you get old and faded out, will you want your friends? Oh, yeah? Well, you cut your hair, and now you look like a little boy. Well, that's good, because I don't want to get old. And so <laughs> if, I, if I look like a little boy, then I will have friends, whether I want them or not. And I may not want them, because this week we are anti-socialites. Uh, and because uh, listening to the, uh, the album of that title by the uh, Toronto indie rock band Always. Um, and if you are Googling this band, um, it's, there is a letter, there are two letters where you think think there is one um and that is two v's instead of a w so they uh they are uh, adherents of the church of churches uh of the the land of um of of wavis of uh two v's being better than one um it, it is really amazing right last week we talked about animal tr- uh, band trends with wolf parade um and i think that there's a moment in the kind of late um the late aughts and early twenty uh, teens, where there were a lot of V bands, um, right? So churches, waves, now always, and also a band called like W Double W V V Z, I believe, uh, was the name of this band. Um, and and write that out and and check them out. Um, but always is the most recently active of the V bands, um, and it's one of they're the creators of one of our favorite albums of the year, wouldn't you say, Rachel? Oh yeah, no. I I immediately took to this album, um, which I think is uh, unusual. That's right. <laughs> you're, you're kind of a, a you're kind of a, a anti socialite of um, of new music. You're 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 a no new music friends kind of person. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am a little bit no new music. It's it's hard, it, not all no new music, but it, yeah, it takes a certain hurdle. Uh, there's there's some some hurdle that needs to be hurdled i don't know i it's hard because is it, I, I is it nostalgia is it the past or is it just you have such a very narrow target uh of of taste uh to be hit i you know i think i i get very picky about different kinds of things i don't like i don't like listening to i don't like being told that something is good and then i listen to an album that has like four different um like changes in tone and style and genre I find that annoying. Right, I, right. To me, that just is like someone who doesn't like know what they want to do. And I think that happens, you know, so it'll be things like that or um, <laughs> something just being too, too, too slow, too chill. A lot of times it's that, honestly. Let's be honest. It's like things are too slow, too chill, too relaxed, too dirge-like. Right, because if you're slow and chill, then you better be tricky, right? <laughs> because, like, you, you, like, there still has to be this, like, tense weirdness, right? Cause, and, 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 like, you know, spoiler alert, King Cruel is not tricky. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and speaking of the English, um, I don't even know exactly how to describe him. Um, singer-songwriter who had an acclaimed album that, uh, called The ooze that i played for rachel and we we made it about three songs in um right no it it, it's just it's a certain like there's like an energy level that i i do not like chill vibes you know i don't i just don't i i I think if anything like when i feel oldest is trying to listen to new music and i just like don't get how like even people within my own like generational cohort who are just like on the younger end of it could like things that are just so like depressing and chill uh there's no like 
I don't know. The, I don't know where like the kind of like energy and anger went. I mean, you're probably not smoking enough of that legal weed, right? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Or I'm like not. I don't have enough crystals surrounding me. You know. <laughs> no, but. Um, all that said, um, always is not that right, and yet it's it's a really interesting album because it actually opens on a surprisingly chiller vibe, right? The first two songs are misleadingly chill, mm-hmm. and then it um, it kicks into a place of that that is a much more kind of up tempo jangle pop kind of dream punk type space. I mean, how would you describe the the genre cuz it's it's kind of indie rock par excellence. <laughs> um and uh and and is kind of up tempo and bright and lightly punky. Um It's interesting cuz I you know, I think my first impressions were it sounded a lot to me like you know if you had told me it was like a Scottish pop band, like indie pop band, that's sort of what I would have if I had to make a guess, right, of what it was uh, without any information. That's that's sort of what it reminded me of the most and kind of where I placed it. And and But it's funny because I don't really necessarily listen to a lot of that. I sometimes find that music, like, pleasant, but maybe just, like, a, like, like it doesn't necessarily get me fired up. But I enjoy it. And I definitely, like, made a concerted effort to try to listen a little more to, like, uh, you know, Scottish indie pop. Uh, you know, it, like especially since we went to Scotland earlier this year, I wanted to sort of have a, a soundtrack, if you will. But that's like that was my first impression. Is it reminded me a lot of that. Um, and, but you know, and then it also kind of reminded me of like kind of more new wave things, like Blondie. Uh, <coughs> you know, other kind of th- those are other touch points that I had. But to me, it, it, it to me it kind of felt in that sense like throwback. A little throwback music-y because it just sounded like a, like if you had told me this band existed in the late 80s, early 90s, and Scott in like, you know, Edinburgh, I, w- I would have been like, oh yeah, okay. Right, or or if they had existed um, in like the, in like 2003 in New York, you'd be like, oh. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, right. I could see how people would be doing this kind of thing. Right, right. Or in the late 70s in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, no, and and so I think that's what, what is like appealing about this album is that it, it does have this kind of, um, to me, it, it like the touch points are, 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 are a little different from I think the rest of, uh, the rest of like kind of indie rock now, which like, Sometimes I feel like you listen to the best new music and it's either like it's either like very very stripped down kind of like R&B or it's uh like or it's like people who you know wanted to be in like I don't know Juliana Hatfield's first band or something right or like and that's like I, it all sounds like it's either it's like basement shows in Boston from like 91 yeah, yeah. it's or, ni- it's 90s nostalgia for people who were barely sentient who, who during were, the 90s <laughs> right and or this like really stripped down intense R&B like like you know very like minimal spare music. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's something to be said about. Uh, always, we'll dig into it in a minute. Of you know, if the indie rock ain't broke, don't don't fix it, right? <laughs> um, and and this is you know, and it's, it's really interesting because this is always his second album. Um, their first album uh, from I think it was around 2014 or so um, didn't really grab us in the same way. We had given it a few spins, and it actually kind of fell into that kind of um, no new no new band. 
bucket. But for something around, this has taken and it has to do with, I think, the sequencing of the album as a whole, um, the individual songwriting, the instrumentals. Um, the, the whole thing hangs together as just, you know, a great collection of 10 songs and, um, and, and an overall cohesive album. And it is, it is a breezy listen. It is a, it is 32 minutes long. So there are numerous songs clocking in under three minutes. I guess, you know, it's also in that way and it kind of sonically is also (laughs) Ramonesy as well, right? Um, and it kind of has a little bit of that kind of, um, just light, slightly <laughs> punked up, um, like beach party vibe as well, right? Um, which is again something coming from Canada, right? No, I, I, I really, I mean, yeah, I gotta appreciate any any album that is short like this. It's it's good. I I like it when people like really just like edit. Um, these songs are all good. Like I really, I don't think any of them are. I, there isn't like a down note on this album. Uh, and I do think you're right that they're sequenced perfectly uh, from start to finish. It just makes for a really good arc uh, listening, and it's it's like a it you know you never you don't get tired of it. So so if you haven't started uh, if you haven't listened to Antisocialites yet, you can just actually leave this podcast running, go listen to Antisocialites, <laughs> and we will still be talking um, when you come back. I mean, you can probably listen to Antisocialites twice, and we'll still be talking when you come back. So give it a few spins and just rejoin the con- uh, the, the conversation um, wherever you land after this word from our commercial sponsors are you a punk yeah i'm totally a punk uh do you see what i'm wearing yeah and but i do also i see i see those bondage pants uh, i see those pyramid studs and that uh that vest with the um you know the the sleeves cut off and it's made of denim and it has patches all over it so yeah you look pretty punk to me yeah, I'm totally punk. But hey, Mr. Punk, your feet look pretty heavy and uncomfortable in those Doc Martens. Oh my god, tell me about it. I have plantar fasciitis, all this foot cramping. I mean, I tried to go pogoing the other night and I couldn't because the weight of my shoes was just getting me down. I need something lighter, but I also need to be a slave to fashion. Well, n- why not try plimsolls? Wait, what are those? <laughs> well, they're a, a British shoe. It's kind of like a ked, but it's a whole thing. You know, you know how in the UK there are whole like kinds of cake that you've never heard of. Yeah, there's like a ton of cake in the UK. I like don't totally get it. Same goes for shoes. <laughs> the plimsoll is basically the Madeira cake of shoes. Wow, Madeira cake. What is that? And plimsoll punk, plimsoll shoes. Can I wear them? Are they? Are they? But I guess are they light, like a ked? Yes, like a ked, and also like a well-proved Madeira cake. Oh, what's in? Well, I don't know what's in a Madeira cake, but I want to know. Will these shoes still let me be punk? Well, hey, listen. Punkness comes from within. So just give yourself a break, Mr. Punk, and just wear wear some comfy shoes. No one will judge you. And we're back. I, I don't think things are going to turn out well for that punk. I don't think so either. I didn't really want to, like... 
I didn't kind of want to see the end of that story. I no. was worried for him. <laughs> maybe we'll have to come back, right? I, I think maybe, you know, we'd never go back to the ad, but, you know, times are tough. Maybe we'll need to check in with the punk to see how the plimsolls are working out, right? Because in... Um, in Plimsoll Punk, uh, the third song and kind of the first up-tempo song on um, Antisocialites, it, uh, it, it, uh, it's definitely a term of derision, right? No, yeah. So I guess here's a question. It, it's, uh, I have other, other entry points, more trolley questions, but since we're here, you know, Rachel, what is a, a Plimsoll Punk um, and what is the opposite of a Plimsoll Punk? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, these are like some deep questions. Hey man, uh, this is this is what we're here for. We're, we're going right in. Uh, we're, we're diving right in. It's adult swimming. We're diving into the deep end. Into you know? the deep end. Yeah, no, completely. I, you know, I think that's interesting because it's hard for me to say because just like a Madeira cake, I probably don't really understand like the full kind of cultural like baggage that plimsolls would have, right? I, you know, it's, you know, to me, it's sort of like my, my, my like very like rough equivalency is like someone wearing Converse sneakers or something like that. Uh, and that's like a similar kind of rubber, fin rubber material for a shoe. Um, and even then Converse has its own kind of like cultural and visual baggage, right? Aside, uh, you know, aside from that. So plimsoll. Uh, plimsoll punk. <laughs> I think to me it's like saying mall punk, or but then mall punk has its own sort of separate like like baggage, but it's something akin to that. I think it's something along the lines of it's like a poser. I also think though another thing about plimsolls is that um, that, that that I think that they're also associated with children and like mm. school children. So I think there's also a little bit about being kind of baby punk, right? Um, and kind of like Fisher Price, my first punk. Um, and so I think there's right because there's also, and I think one other element there is like there's a little bit of if it's a, a shoe that's associated with children and kind of like children's gym classes um, and kind of also the beach, that it, I I'm, I would guess that it's the kind of shoe that is kind of a little twee in its like in the way that it's worn, um, and and I also get that in the lyrics, right? That like this this kind of hits right in the verse of when I chip through your candy coating, your stuff with insulation, just strawberry ice cream floating with a sprinkle of indignation. Um, cherry under knot of shoestring, conflate and agitate. You're a plimsoll punk. Um, and so it's, it's interesting, right? Because it's, uh, you know, when I hear all the first, uh, like, although everything except for, um, like, really, like, the first three lines, like, are describing a very, like, um, a very insta aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm. Like a very like that very like cutie, right? That you actually have cutie at like kind of that that pink. You have you have pink and fluffiness, um, and kind of a lot of that 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 tone. That what's the what's the kind of color tone that's that Instagram color palette? The very like I mean they call it millennial pink. Oh yeah, right? it's, it's millennial pink. It's like a salmon. It's like and, but not and just millennial the pink, pink. But I mean like like what's the kind of tone or kind of like uh, the jewel tone? Like Valencia quite, right? or yeah, I guess it's all very Valencia, right? Like like, like fil- like which filter? Like you're you're are you talking about the kind of gen, gen like filter? Yeah, or like yeah that what kind of like color palette? Um, yeah, it's like saturated. Yeah, 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 but. 
I'm not sure which exact color palette you're referring to, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like a kind of it's a saturated these saturated colors. Right. And so I think that those that that's like the vibe that I get in introducing this. And again, it looks like scroll, scrolling through a well curated Instagram um, story or timeline. And but then you just get a sprinkle of indignation, right? Um, and uh, and and a knot of shoestring, and then and and the this person then conflates and agitates, right? So it is this. It's a the right. It's a a the punkness is this like pose that is put in on top of something that is um, kind of very. And, and I don't know. I, I think is the plimsoll punk that she is dissing. Um, do you think? Do you, do you read there is that the, the, there's a gender in this? Like, is it um, is is this a, a genderless punk or is there a, is this a, a song about a man or about a woman? Oh, I think it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. If there's necessarily anything in here that specifies like the gender of like the the plimsoll punk, but I do think. I guess I like associate this kind of character as being the kind of like, like uh, typically to me like a man. Hmm. But you know, I mean, I think there are definitely like certainly it's possible for a woman to maybe act this way. But I, I, I think I, I would associate this behavior hmm. more with like a man. Um, the like kind of, yeah, it's almost like this. Yeah, the the posturing at least, like the kind of like. I don't know. I'm not sure whether it's supposed. It's like the, like liberal, like uh, liberal posturing. I don't know if that's like kind of there too, or like this idea of like a, like the idea of like a kind of also like a mall revolutionary too, right? You know, like someone who, you know, has these. Uh, kind of puts on and tries on these like ideas, right? Yeah, I mean that's an interesting idea where it's like a, um, it's kind of it's it's an uh, an urban outfitter's anarchist, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I think that's yeah, and I mean I guess that's where like it's interesting though because like you know I had said mall punk, and then when you know talking about the idea of like plimsolls being for kids made me think like oh. Are there are there these like different conceptions? Is it like a different kind of idea? Um, but in some ways, maybe not, right? Because I, I but at first I'm like, I wonder if there's like a different kind of I like p- like like poser punk person from like a mall punk because like that's tied up in this sort of like kind of like like it's kind of tied up in like uh in like a like class system stuff right or like it's tied up in like you know you're 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 putting your your identity like in one place and like you're like you're it's kind of like having this like stance against like consumerism or this and you know and like capitalism Mm. the mall punk to me implies Mm. like kind of like engaging with these ideas about taking like stances against consumerism and (laughs) capitalism but wearing like wearing like hot topic or something right right, right? right. and like that's like the worst thing um you know and and but maybe that is maybe that is what plimsoll punk also does sort of mean um but then it has this like additional bad connotation to being like childish but a mall punk would be like a teenager right so i think there is also this kind of like subtext of like you know immature teenage like a childishness that would come from like having this yeah this posture 
you know, this posture without like the kind of depth of thought or feeling. Because, like, and I like this because the other <laughs> thing about a plimsoll, at least in my understanding of it, is that it is a shoe that is soft like a baby's skull, right? <laughs> right, and and so right that this is a shoe without a backbone, right? right. I mean, that it's 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 like um, it, it's it's kind of soft. It doesn't. I would guess that they don't really have like a lot of like support um, and kind of either in the sole or in the upper, right? And, and again, mm-hmm. I use think about actually the classic punk shoes um which are all thick and heavy right you yeah. have right your whether it is um your doc martens right or your you know your steel toe boots your chelsea boots your creepers right yeah they're, they're all they're all thick leather upper thick rubber soles right right yeah no they're heavy they're definitely like a lot heavier, and they're a lot more for like battle, you know. Right. They're for like <laughs> kicking people in mosh pits, right? You yeah. don't you don't want a plimsoll in a, mar- Mo- in a no, mosh in a mosh pit. You really don't. No, you want like a heavy duty shoe that can get stepped on. Um, I do think, yeah, plimsoll is sort of right. It is kind of it's a shoe without the shoe itself is without substance, like right. like right. the person, right? Right. Um, you know, and it's interesting though because I think. It's interesting because I think, like, like the Converse... I'm thinking about sort of this, like, American equivalency of, like, the Converse shoe. Because it's, it's interesting because I think that shoe is associated with sort of, like, the American punk, punk scene. Because, like, the Ramones wore those shoes. Mm-hmm. And, like... And I guess it's just, like, this kind of, like, outgrowth of, like... That was, like, a cheap shoe of the 70s. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, You know? And, like, like, all these, like, fashion things are just some sort of, like, weird little, like you know confluence of like uh time and place and 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 whatnot but it's interesting yeah i do think you're right that there is something there about like the shoe itself has no substance um but then that's funny to me because like i think like the like a flimsy shoe is also kind of associated with like the american art punk new york scene you know yeah it is interesting i don't think you associate like people in max's kansas city wearing like you know heavy boots you know I mean, I mean that and that's like also then interesting is that like maybe all Americans are plimsoll punks, right? <laughs> you know, um, and that's like this interesting like kind of um, right. And and you know we talked about you uh, we talked about last week Wolf Parade being NAFTA rock a little bit, right? <laughs> and and uh, always is from Toronto, right? So so there's a uh, you know and I don't think this I mean we're we're going very deep in kind of reading this as a kind of um, you know, an American, a, a kind of anti-American criticism. But I think that there is something about that, you know, a, a, a way in which a kind of that teenage boy poserousness can be also kind of uh, matched to kind of a certain kind of American identity, <laughs> right? Um, and I think that the other thing here, right, in, in this character, and I think the kind of meat of um, where this character is talked about is in the interpersonal interactions are there two, right? Where um, uh, the vocalist uh, Molly Rankin says um, in the second verse, do the tea lights on your mantle illuminate that summer feeling? You're this seashell in my handle that's slicing. Or sorry, you're the seashell in my sandal that's slicing up my heel. Um, and then later on, she says, "Your posture is blocking out any possible light. I can no longer see. This sp- conversation spirals into a fight. I can barely breathe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is like someone who is just insufferable. Right. 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 Who's insufferable? And I think actually the Roman candles to me 
also strikes at this idea of like the fake revolutionary because hmm. like he lit like some little explosives and then like ran away from them or something right also but and also <laughs> lit lit them underneath a tree right, right? um and so right yeah because i don't know if i read that one who ran from roman candles underneath a willow weeping <laughs> and it's like like if you like knew how to light fireworks you wouldn't light them under a tree no i don't think so or or if you were you wouldn't run away you would just burn under a tree like a real punk like you know like (laughs) you would just you would just um you would just self-immolate um uh, because what's more punk than that right right And I don't know, I think this kind of um, character shows up elsewhere. I mean, it was on the song that you quoted as well, I think, um, <coughs> Saved by a Waif, um, right? That uh, that has, it's a slightly different kind of character. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we'll, we'll outline this character and see if this is, is kind of speaks of a bigger theme of this album. Because this is another character that it's a little different than the Plimsoll Punk, mm-hmm. but it's another I'd say annoying dude, right? Right. <laughs> and this one's more explicitly an annoying dude. Um, and it's also, it's great, right? Because it's a dude who I believe is, like, name, named Adrian, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Which, which, like, I think situates this, um, and, and I think that plus the kind of idea of, um, you know, invoking socialites by an anti, right? Mm-hmm. It evokes this kind of very... Gossip girly vampire weekendy Whit Stillman, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I mean, it is it is like maybe the mo- this is maybe the most New York album to ever come out of Toronto, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, because it really has that kind of preppy um, feel, right? And this is the um, the 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 song that where the chorus has the you cut your hair now you look like a little boy, um, and then later on, um, right um, in the bridge says mommy wants you to be a doctor so she can tell your friends you're like your father uh, and if it's all for the sake of conversation um, then maybe you should try a new uh, a new vocation oh saved by a waif and the weight of your wayfarers which is a great line right um, yeah all the, it really is like one doesn't often alliterate with w necessarily no it's true no it is a really great line yeah it's interesting i think this is definitely like a different character um, you know, and it's like a different kind of, it's interesting, this album is full of, like, pretty bad, like, kind of, like, pretty bad interpersonal relationships, right. like, in general, like, they're not, most of the people, like, the, the narrator has to interact with are, like, in one way or another, like, play out these, like, very, like, not healthy dynamics or have, like, this kind of, they have this, like, bad interpersonal dynamic. Right. Were there others that you had in mind, even, even as we stay on this song? Um... Yeah, I think I would say you know, like the Jim Reed, the the ode to Jim song, right, 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 where right. Kind of describes what sounds like an unpleasant, like a- anyone who's like a lollipop in your hair. That doesn't seem like a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we should get to that one too. Um, and then there's a, a, there's another song that is just even. Um, Right, the the not your type song is like even says like you will never be all right and I will never be your type. Right, I'm sorry. The full chorus of of that song is I die on the inside every time. <laughs> you will never be all right. I will never be your type. Right, so there's a lot of these. There are a lot of these, and I, I, again, I I see a lot of these actually also as being dudes yeah and i don't know if it's entirely that and if we see or it's just as romantic partners 
but mm-hmm. like the ways in which the romantic partners are bad are like to me this seems like dude behavior it seems like dude behavior yeah even if it's i mean and, you know anyone can act in this way right <laughs> anyone can act in this kind of like self-involved like privileged way but i just tend to think that's like dudes do that more <laughs> this tends to be more of a dude problem in these relationships uh <laughs> we checked the privilege and it falls on white dudes primarily <laughs> This is what we checked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I mean, right. We ran the distribution, yeah. and it's just like it's just like the the, the, the the outcomes being described here definitely fall on the side of like making me think these are dudes. But yeah. um, we checked the privilege statistic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there's just no way that like these samples are taken from anything other than a population of white dudes. <laughs> It's very unlikely. Um, no, but yeah, I think going back to this that's Adrian what the, that's what guy. The P, the P value stands for privilege. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, going back to this Adrian character, I, I think, um, you know, Ryan, you, you had kind of said this interesting idea, which I had not even initially read into this song, but like uh, the, the, this, the save by a waif, like having that line in there. I, I think is very I, I do I like this idea of that this is like the the kind of criticism of this guy is that he wants like a manic pixie dream girl to come and like deal with his bullshit. And she, and she specifically, I think her right, right. Like, specifically her right, <laughs> like right. This is like right, like I am not your beautiful wife. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. right. I mean, right. This is an interesting kind of idea of this is almost like a kind of a response song to a like once in my life, once in your lifetime. Because like once in your lifetime, or sorry, once in a lifetime um, by Talking Heads is kind of a midlife crisis song, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you. This is not your beautiful house. This is not your beautiful wife. Um, you ask yourself, how did I get here? Right? And this is kind of a quarter-life crisis song, it feels. Like, mm. like a very kind of, um, you know, millennial man-boy mm. um, uh, who is, is having this crisis, right? And and, she's, and I think there is a kind of, um, I'm not your wife and I'm not going to save you, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and I, think that, I think that's like an interesting... It's like an interesting other different character, uh, like in this kind of like circle of malcontents, you know, mm-hmm. that is like built in this unit, then the universe of this album. Uh, and, and I do think, I think like having the mm. name Adrian and the Wayfarers does then also, like, as we mentioned, kind of put it in this like preppy milieu. Yeah, I think I just like imagine Ezra Koenig from Vampire Week yeah, as no, this right. character, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I think he's someone who also, every time he cuts his hair, he looks like a little boy. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's like a preppy indie rock milieu or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, I, I love this idea of the circle of malcontents because that's, that's how you kind of understand antisocialite. Uh, the total of the album um a little bit yeah i i do say or see as like this kind of related universe of people right yeah. uh, that uh that the narrator is engaging with right it's like related universe of of kind of bro- like not broken this sounds that's really rough like just kind of like i don't know like they have like these kind of like not healthy or flaw or like not not positive in some way or another, like yeah. interpersonal uh, issues. Yeah, uh, you know, and I think, I think yeah. too. There's, I think like there's something interesting about like hmm. anti socialites because it, to me it does seem like this milieu of kind of like 
rich indie rock people yeah. or like rich musicians like all hanging around yeah. trying to like make it and hang like you know what i mean and i think it's like a lot of the the things that are like kind of wrong with these people to me like seems like at home in like this kind of like they're all in like some sort of collective music scene um yeah. You know, yeah. and we're, and they all kind of suffer a little bit from like plimsoll punkness, right? Like yeah. in one way or another. I think they like kind of paint themselves as these like it's like they're in this social circle, but they're all like having like such antisocial like bad uh not collective behavior, not constructively collective behavior. Well, I think it's it's really interesting, right? Because it's um and and I think that the, what's really interesting is that Right, this character, the kind of the, the offense, the, the kind of key offense um, that's focused on um, in the course of the song is you cut your hair now you look like a little boy, um, and and I feel like that is also like selling out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a sellout Samson, right? Right. <laughs> um, and he lost all of his indie powers when uh, <laughs> when he when he cut his hair, right? Right. No, that's true. That's true. That is like the big the big kind of <laughs> offense other than sort of like continuing to like fall or get himself in situations that are untenable for him right like this climbing the stairs falling in the park over and over again right um you know and to me the falling over and over again that makes me almost think that there's like some sort of like drug or alcohol problem yeah. right cuz like i don't I don't mm. think you just like I don't think you just fall like that. I mean unless it's like a totally like a like figurative kind of falling, right? Um which it is, right? Even if you say like falling, you can say figurative falling with respect to like a drug or alcohol problem. Right. Right? Like right. I hit a bottom, you know. Yeah. You don't have to like fall, but like yeah. you also do end up falling <laughs> when you have a drug or alcohol problem. Say, Boy, I really ran into the old tree. <laughs> right. It's like, did you run into a tree? It's like, oh, well, I actually, yes. I figuratively and I actually literally ran into a tree because uh, of my drug problem. <laughs> but it was like, it was like literally I ran into a tree because I lost control of the car. But then it's like figuratively my life hit a tree. Do you know what I mean? It's like my my entire life just like hit a tree. I, I, I love the, the also the tree that um, that Adrian hits is um, it, it, right the line the silver maple never saw you coming <laughs> is really good right um, yes it is it is because it is, it's because of the specificity and I think that that's what. I also think that that's what puts this weirdly as part of this genre. I mean, what is the genre that that connects with Stillman, Gossip Girl, and Vampire Weekend? Right? <laughs> it's it's like it's prep core, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. It's yeah. It's kind of like yeah. It's like right. It's it's prep core. It's it's I don't know. Yeah. It is kind of like there's a certain milieu. And, and and specificity is part and of it, specificity though, right? Is part it's of it. it's this kind of, and, and I think it relates to privilege of this ability to be able to be really specific about the things in your environment is absolutely like a luxury, and this kind of and and to be able to to speak um, of to just like no oh yeah of course that's a silver maple <laughs> right <laughs> um, is 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 the thing that comes with a good you know the, in in the the botany class at, at your prep school right that you took in seventh grade right I mean that's an excellent point that like yeah that this is a silver 
silver maple. Um, you're right. That kind of level of specificity is interesting. I also think like specificity is important in these kinds of stories, in part because like specificity is also like a, a, I, like it's in the specific little markers that you like indicate like status or taste or like. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and like those things totally. are important, and it, so yeah. it's like you, you can only yeah. indicate like s- these these subtle differences of status and taste, like through very small little markers. Yeah, like I'm only into silver maples these days, <laughs> right. right? Like you know, it's just like other maples are just like really mainstream, right? Yeah, exactly. Other maples are just like, I mean, you can tell you you walk into a park and you see just basic maples, and you're. It's fine. I mean, it's a totally adequate park, but it's just, there's just something a little nicer about a silver maple. I also like the silver maple line because saying that it never saw you coming again, I think, is another great way to establish this sort of like deflecting (laughs) behavior of like the character, right? Like, you know, like what, why are we even thinking about the tree? (laughs) Why are we thinking about the tree's point of view? And I think to to me, that's like a very good humor, like humorous turn and like a humorous way to kind of get at the idea of this guy is like, blames anyone but himself is like deflecting the bad behavior Um, right right or it's even like yeah it's not like i made a mistake it's like well i meant to do that right like i got that i got that fucking tree (laughs) right that tree right exactly it It, never saw me coming it never saw right it never saw the guy it's like bro bro you made a mistake right own it own it (laughs) right own the mistake yeah, I think it's it's interesting, and I, I I do think thinking about this as potentially connected to a kind of like like lackadaisical, lackadaisical drug use connects to the um, the lollipop um, ode to Jim song, right? Um, and I think is this the one that's your favorite song on the album, or is this no? Is actually, this, Saved by a Wave, Saved by a Wave is, yeah. is definitely my favorite. I I really like that one. I think that has like the best kind of. Um, tension and release and like in the structure to me i think it it builds up um even i think like the i don't know i don't know i'm not very good at describing what music is actually doing but like there's like kind of like a the notes kind of get higher right or like like the key changes go up higher and higher and like and then goes down a little and then gets higher again and so i think it builds a lot of tension just in that like um just by doing that and then there's like a really big release in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These songs are really interesting because they're like, they're not like that fast, right? They're not like no. this like kind of out of control fastness. No, not at all. Right, but but yet they always have that. I think especially the up tempo songs all have that kind of that punk intensity, right? That like they they actually manage to land somewhere between how Ramon's songs sound on record and like how they sound live, right? Which is, like, right, because, like, remote songs on record um, are are, are a lot slower than you think they are. And then, like, the live recordings um, are a lot faster and more unhinged. And so, as a result, the idea of the Ramones in your mind is somewhere between those two, right? And so (laughs) this this lands in the way, and they do it often with dynamics and kind of with with dynamics and with, like you say, I think, like, some of the structures of some of the harmonic lines, Mm -hmm. as well as some of these kind of, like, light noise elements that get layered on yeah. like little screeches um, and pieces of feedback and other little loops that then like as a result 
makes the songs in intensity land kind of in that kind of notional Ramon space, um, which is like, which is an achievement, right? Because it's like, and and it, it lands there because by being. Right, and it's like by today's standards, this is not that punky, right? right. Um, but that um, it's right. If the or conversely, if the Ramones existed today, they'd just be an indie an indie rock band. They wouldn't the the um, the the Ramones. I mean, this goes back to the Ramones being the original Plimsoll Punks. Is that they would they wouldn't. Um, you know, the Ramones probably would not hit many punk authenticity tests, right? No, quite possibly. Not, yeah. not by the kind of British punk. Not by right? the British like, punk, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think it's like, I guess it's, it's funny because I guess like what the American punk was first. But like, I feel like the, that like, uh, that whole scene was, I feel like the American punk stuff was never just tied to like, um, like social and political class dynamics in the same way the British punk music yeah. was, right? Like it was way more about like it kind of like like I guess I guess everything's political. So there's like something political about like having such a like sloppy musical and visual style, right? And like making those choices, um, and it's definitely like this interesting artistic choice. But then the way it gets filtered in like the British stuff, it's like I just don't you know there aren't like Ramon songs about. The Ramon songs are like pretty nihilistic, right? And, the, and the I guess the songs set- are about New York City, City right? They're, yeah. they're like it's like their world can just be like the entirety of New York City that's still in that you know the in Warriors Land, right? And, right. and so it's like there is no world outside of you know you know from the, their entire world exists between Rockaway Beach and Fifty Third and Third, right? And right. That's, that's the entirety of the of the Ramonescape. <laughs> and then even then, there's like. I don't know, there's, like, a kind of, like, all, all the songs are, like, you know, like, you're sniffing glue and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. kind of, you're doing dumb shit. I don't want to go to the basement. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I like this girl and not that girl. The, 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 cre- the Cretans are hopping. Right, yeah. There's a kind of, there's something kind of, like, brutish and, like, kind of, like, silly and dumb. Um, and then, like, I guess there's, like, a nihilism and, like, the Sex Pistol stuff. But that's still, like, to me seems more political somehow. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. you know, It's a political nihilism or yeah. something. And then the other, like... Right, I ba- mean, I want to be an anarchy, right? Right. <laughs> and then all the bands that got inspired by the Sex Pistols, I think we're all, like, way more explicitly, like, ah, everything sucks in, like, yeah. Thatcher's world, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we have no future, right? It's, like... It's like if all the millennials who were like were working like the gig economy all like started like angry bands, you know, <laughs> about how like how like they Why could you give me one star on Uber. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. It's like if there were a bunch of like angry songs about like being a task rabbit, right? Like, you know, like you know, like I got called to Whole Foods to get some enamame. <laughs> but then the bastard asshole, he did not want to pay. You know, well, next time I won't get almond milk, I'll just spit it on your baby's bib or something, right? Like, but the, I don't know. That hasn't happened. <laughs> I think it just did. I think it just did. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I, right. I'm I'm gonna write these songs. I am in no position to write them, but here we are. <laughs> it's like I'm upset that there's been no like little angry like angry little songs like that. And so I shall fight for the task rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> right. That that's my burden. 
Um, I think this is really is, is interesting, right? Um, uh, of of kind of areas we're kind of talking about. Um, like lollipop is another one of these that's in this, right? I, I think yeah. I confused it um, with uh, Saved by a Wife as as your kind of favorite, um, in that it's one of the other ones that kind of rips the hardest. Uh, yeah. as kind of one of these punkier songs, and it's 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 one of the other kind of highlights on the album. And this one's really interesting. Um, we talked about it earlier because this is. Um, uh, the person who um, is a lollipop in the form of a lightning bo- bolt. Um, and I think this is really interesting, right? Because this is like, you're a lollipop in the form of a lightning bolt, which then sounds like actually this is like a more of a positive relationship than, yeah. um, than it starts. And then it does one of these lyrical things where it expands, right? And then once it comes back around, um, you're a lollipop in my hair, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then, uh, but I'm a gumdrop. Am I ever going to fit that mold? Because I don't have the patience to wait in line for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and we're back in, um, like, you know, <laughs> um, uh, all, uh, all happy uh, relationships on antisocialites are alike in that they don't exist. Right. <laughs> and so as a result, these are all unhappy relationships that are all unhappy in their own way. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I think this one's like a little, it starts off a little bit more, you know, this is like, this is someone who's like intriguing and like seems like special and intriguing and worth like pursuing. But like, yeah, I do like the idea of like, oh, I know, I know I'm a gumdrop. Like I, this is, this is not, there's not a real compatibility here, even if. I find you interesting, right? I mean, what do you make of the kind of setup? Because it's like a really interesting kind of entry point into the song, and it has another bit of... Um, there's two really interesting bits of specificity here, and it kind of connects to actually what you were talking about, about kind of British kind of punkness and post-punknesses versus the American. Right? Because the song starts with saw Jim Reed in the in the corridor, right? And uh, Jim Reed is from um, Jesus of Mary Chain, right? So saw Jim Reed in the corridor, and I wondered... If if he could ever see me that way, he was on my list at the grocery store when you grabbed my wrist and said you liked my keychain. Um, uh, read your feature in the weekly paper. Honestly, I found it a little bit bloated. Friday, we fell through the coffee table, and that's when I discovered that my heart exploded. Right, and so this is like an interesting kind of like relationship because it's like this is like a. Right, what she's looking for is a Jim Reed. Right, right? that's what she actually wanted. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I wanted Jim Reed, and then this asshole grabbed my wrist. (laughs) Um, And and, and it's this guy who's, like, known, right? I think that's the other thing that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. It's like, he's known on the zine scene. Right, right. right. (laughs) Um, And that's like, and and that that absolutely kind of comes back to this idea that this is a scene, right? Yeah, it's it's a Um, scene. (laughs) uh, And it's like, uh, and, and, and then she was at the grocery store and I, I, I mean, this is definitely obviously you know right uh, is like I imagine like a kind of an organic food co-op right, right. Uh, is where this is happening right yeah no it's interesting yeah that's a good point it's like she initially was looking for Jim Reed not this guy right and and so um, and then it comes back and then um, and and I, the way it kind of is is um, is is broken up. Um, the, the, this is kind of like the song's interesting because it's a little more narrative, right? It's a little more of like telling the story of this relationship, and it, they all have that. But others are kind of 
much more in a moment and I'm just mm. like, I'm frustrated with you right now. Right. This is a little more of kind of the the origin story of this relationship, right? Um, when I came back, so verse two is when I came back to apologize, you asked me if I was intrigued by LSD. I sat next to you on a picnic bench and before I knew it, you were flying next to me. Um, I met your baby at the exposition and frankly, I found it a little unnerving. I let you know when we were driving home and all I can remember is the fact that we're swerving. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so it's like actually like this is another kind of like you know drug drug use and car crash cycle. Yes, here, right. Yes. Um, and and here the car crash again is um, is is literal and metaphorical, right? It's right. Like they're, they're they're crashing a car, and the relationship is also that. Um, and and I think the bridge is great, though, right? Um, and it's it's the the bridge kind of um, says this thing of how this is working is alter my state to get through this date. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's great. That is a great. No, it's really great. It's it's, it's yeah. No, it's interesting. This. I, you know, I it's hard to like make out sort of again like this dynamic, but is yeah, this is like a known person. It's a known famous person. Rel- it's like a relative star of the scene, and yet it's also like someone who I don't know has sort of like in some ways is like come on too fast too soon. Yeah, right, and is like involved themselves into her life like too fast too soon yeah one's well, the other kind of thing right the the second vocal in the bridge is you're alone in this picture and it swallows me whole mm-hmm. right and that's like this i mean also um i mean so for as like light and kind of funny as older my state through to get through this date is then um you're alone in this picture and it swallows me whole is like really kind of brutal right Right. of of being kind of crowded out and subsumed by this other person Person. right and i think that it's like the kind of interesting tension to this because it's 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 like i i think it's like the narrator is both feeling the sense of like this person has like engaged me so aggressively but like there's actually no room for me in this person's life right right and so it's like this kind of like guilt about like well but this person is like really it's like aggressively seems very aggressively interested in me, and I, I like I I you know and I I appreciate that, but like I don't really see where I fit in into the existing life of this person. I think the other thing is interesting, and you're kind of saying this is that right? This comes back to the lollipop in the hair. Is that it's one is that like. You you know he's stuck to her mm-hmm. and you can't really like get, you can't really move the lollipop or or, or, right. you, or you get hurt more or you get hurt right. more right and, and so the, the, then the only way that you get out of this is through a substantial physical transformation uh, right um, right of you cut your you have to cut, you have to the cut hair, your hair you have yeah. to cut the hair out right, right. Um, and it's weirdly right it's a it's a <laughs> It, it, it is this thing where it is it's not trivial right it's 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 what's so interesting is that it's simultaneously trivial and, and non-trivial because lollipops you associate with um with kids right and childishness right. um and yet it is it's childish yet malignant right and mm-hmm. it's this thing that is like you don't want it to happen because it, it creates a mess um and and then you have to and then you have to cut your hair um and then you become a little boy right, right. <laughs> exactly right like adrian um <laughs> of, of stay from a wave um and i think that the other reference that kind of comes in the outro is the um is is this great little line 
and it's kind of buried, um, but it's great, where she says, you look like Iggy Pop circa 73 or 4. Um, and what do you what do you make of that reference? Kind of coming back to kind of American punks. I mean, I think this is interesting, right? Because this is, like, Iggy Pop 73, 74, he's not punk anymore. He's like, this is like, that's like, Iggy Pop 73, 74 is probably like, more like slightly more rehabbed uh, Iggy Pop. I think mm. like I'm trying to think when like the um, when the the one with Bowie was um, like the oh, like, the, like the idiot. Um, isn't that the what the album called or? Um yeah, no, I'm not sure. Yeah, actually, not the idiot. It's um, Lust for Life. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know that's a good point. Um. <laughs> right, because like Stooges Iggy is like a little earlier. earlier than that. I think. Right, right, and so right. This is. This is rehab Iggy. I like that idea. I don't know. Or what do, what do you make of early 70s Iggy Pop or Iggy Pop in general as what this guy looks like? I mean, I wonder if it's just like another kind of touchstone of like a counterpoint to like the Jim Reed, like of what he wants, right? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of this like this visual counterpoint. Like, oh, uh, this is not really. I wanted a Jim Reed type, and you are more of this Iggy Pop type. <laughs> and like, I guess that's cool, but like I was really looking for a Jim Reed. I, I was I was looking more for a a a, a Danzig Danzig in the Misfits, and you're more of a Danzig in the uh, Danzig in the Mother video, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's just kind of like you know, it's like saying like, well, I was looking for a Joe Strummer, but you're really I don't know, yeah, Joe Bummer, but yeah. You, <laughs> Right, but you're more, uh, you know, whatever, uh, Sid Vicious or something, whatever. Like, I wonder if it's just, (coughs) like, a different kind of counterpoint in that respect. Especially, like, a really different energy, I think, right? Like, Iggy Pop (coughs) in the early, in, like, the 70s is, like, very different energy from, like, Jim Reed. Yeah, right, which is, like, kind of this 80s, British, sophisticated... With, like, softer hair, you know, like, kind of a big, messy hair. Right, as opposed to, like, the kind of... I think, right, even, like, whether, like, Iggy Pop was clean or not, his hair was always kind of stringy and oily. Yeah, right, right. it's it's just, like, a... Yeah, there's, like, a different... Different different vibe visually. <laughs> well, I, I think actually, um, so I was wrong, right? So Lust for Life, which is kind of the cleaned up Iggy Pop uh, making album with Bowie, is seventy seven. Oh, so this so, is still Stu. Is this still this, Stooges? This Iggy is Pop? kind of this is rock bottom Iggy Pop. So uh, you look like rock bottom Iggy Pop. Yeah, that's sense. not good. Uh, like no, this is positive. No, no, no. Like hey, hey. Like yeah, that's that like that's not on any Valentines, right? No. You look like rock bottom Pop Iggy Pop. No, I don't think so. Um, so that's interesting, right? Yeah, no. I, so I think, and I think in that respect, it's funny too because she like never really left the grocery store because she keeps talking about not having time to wait in line. But that's, but that's also like the line of life, right? That's true. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to like wait for you to like stop being such like um, again a. I guess a, gross, a, and, the and, grocery and, store is a grocery store of life then too. Yeah, yeah. Because you did see Jim Reed there, who like you know. Right. I mean, that's like I saw Jim Reed in the corridor, but like and like what again? What corridor? Right. Like, what corridor? Mm-hmm. I I do love that though. The idea of like. 
you know, he could ever see me that way. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, this is like the indie rock supermarket. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, I love this idea of the indie rock supermarket. Cause like, there's like not a small amount of indie rock at like a whole foods these days. Right. No, there isn't. But it also like, kind of makes the grocery store almost this like weird, like it's like this, like, that life is this, like, series of just, like, visual... Like, it's almost, like, to me, it reminds me of The Secret or something. Like, as if, like, anything you wanted in life in general was just, like, a thing that could, like, be, like, in sort of... In a grocery store. You know? Like, you just gotta go to, like, the grocery store of your ambitions and pick it out. Like, and visualize it as a choice. And it's just kind of a funny way to, like, think about, like, what you want out of a romantic person. Is that something you would put on a list in the grocery store. Well, I guess it's like you can make like, you know, multiple kinds of lists at the grocery store. That's true. Like, you know, because she just says she was on my list at the grocery store. So she was at the grocery store making, um... She's playing like, MASH. Yeah, she's playing MASH, right? <laughs> at the grocery store. And like, well, I got Jim Reed on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's like, yeah, I would say it's the, the list of, like, indie rock cuties. Yeah. Right? But Matt, like, but MASH is, like, this, like, kind of, like, it's almost like the daily planner visualization, like, right. Uh, you know, game rather than what like Mash always really was, which was like a kind of way to torture each other's like friends, right? Yeah. Where you would like you would pick the vulnerable person, like you would pick the kind of like vulnerable things that the person actually wanted, like the boy they actually liked, and like the the thing they actually wanted, and then put these horrible things in I, there. I I did not know this psychological warfare version of Mash. No, it's not. It's just, it, this no, is it like sounds, the way no, you just you just described. This is the way Mash is played. <laughs> no one, not, no one, not where I'm from, no like, one plays Mash by putting like all three suitably acceptable suitors, <laughs> right? There's always like someone who's like terrible or like really like unappealing or like you live in you live in like you know a war zone or whatever right you always like right it's based in the name it's mansion apartment shack Shack house House. (laughs) which is like right also it's not in order no not really it's not in order but yeah that's the whole point of the game is that they're sort of like they should sense, be called Amish. There's like, yeah, there's a sense of fate, you know. Oh, is it like apartment, mansion, um, island, island, <laughs> shack, state, state, <laughs> and no, 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 yeah, shack, house, Amish. Wait, but like, so island goes <laughs> to shack and then to house. No, I just, I just was like, what, what? Oh, I thought you were trying to say like it was like a, or ascending order of good. Like, I, I was trying, but then I just settled for. I a, think if a, you go a, to a state, like you own a state, like that works. A, that works. But then, what's bigger than a state? That's the H. I think that's the one that needs to be figured Whole out. Whole country. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a state. <laughs> also, the W is silent. The, the W is silent, and it's actually two V's. <laughs> So I think we're almost reaching the end. Um, uh, <laughs> once, so. once we're going deep into mash strategy, but sorry. So, so you, I think you then cashed out your mash strategy. Oh um, no! I just I'm you know I just think it's interesting because there's this kind of play of like you know the the, the idea that like this like kind of thing you want right um, mm-hmm. at a very like a very personal thing you want could be on a list at the grocery store like as if you could pick it up at the yeah. grocery store. Yeah is interesting to me. And I, I do think I, it makes me think about, like, well, what else 
is like the narrator sees as like being picked up at a grocery store and like to what extent is it sort of you know it's kind of like a funny idea mm-hmm. yeah well and and also then but like i think what's also really interesting is like part of that what is allows us to be written is that this is what's happened to her Right, is that, you know, that it's, like, ludicrous to be saying I could, like, pick up, um, you know, Jim Reed at the the grocery store, and yet that's exactly what the um, the guy in the song does to her, right? No, that's uh, true. He right? does he that grabs, to her. He like, grabs hey, her. I like your keychain. Right, no, that's a good point. And, like, you know, she was there sitting there contemplating whether she could, like, grab this Jim Reed look-alike or Jim Reed... Right, the Jim Reed character. Or just, like, pining. It was pining, like, right. kind of, like... Pining, you know, pining hitting after, on, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, then, and then it's, like, what snaps her out of that reverie is this guy. Is this guy, guy right. Um, is this, like, much more inferior kind of thing. Um, I feel like we've hit the... We've, we've hit the up-tempo songs really well. Um, I think maybe... Um, of the of the down tempo songs, um, I think the last one is kind of the one that always um, that always grabs you. Uh, forget about life. I know this yes. is because again, as much as we spend some time at top talking about no chill songs, this this song to me is pretty chill. And by by my recollection, you enjoy it. What what gives? I. You got me. <laughs> I, I'm, I having, gotcha. I'm having an existential crisis right here on this podcast. No, yeah, I do like this song. I do. Ooh, uh, hypocrite. <laughs> you're such a, a plimsoll punk. Uh, I, I can't even speak because my entire, like, my, my, I, you've broken my consciousness. Uh, you've broken my, you've just broken me. Well, if you can somehow collect the shards, um, what is it about this song that grabs you? Oh, I like it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I do. I do like it. I think it, um, I like the, uh, the, the breakdown, I think is what like makes me like this a lot. Which is the, this big, like kind of swelling organ, um, kind of bridge, right? This kind of vocalist bridge. Um, there, there's a woo, like after the second chorus, there's a woo. And then there's this kind of like, it's almost like an organ fanfare. It's like organ fanfare. Yeah. It's sort of like the final countdown, but like in a, in like Zelda, it was like the, the final countdown meets like Zelda music. Yeah. Uh, it's really great. I really yeah, like that's it. That's a great way to it's, describe it. It's an, it's awesome. Like MIDI fanfare. It's yeah. very cool. Um, it's, it, I like it. And it reminds me actually a lot of like the unicorns. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's what it reminded me of the most is sort of the unicorns had a lot of like little snippets like that. And so I thought this was an interesting, like, it just kind of gave the album, like, an interesting different texture and uh, different, like, different sound. Um, and I just, I really like that. Yeah. What can I say? I like the final countdown in Zelda. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? And that's the thing why, why kind of chill song, not chill song is a false dichotomy. Right? Yes, because, it is. Like, there's nothing chill about final countdown Zelda. No. Right? Like, that's, uh, that's very weird and challenging and kind of unusual. Um, and and I, the, I, the, it's, it, the other thing I like about this song is um, 
is the way that there's kind of a Chekhov's um, Chekhov's keyboard, right? Um, right <laughs> she says, right, you know, left the apartment in a state of disarray, tried out the synthesizer you bought yesterday, and when she says that, you start getting a few of the chords from the synthesizer, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like there, it's like kind of hanging out in the, around in the background as like something that's there, and the idea of like you know, it kind of shows the like beginnings of the song, right? The, this song is a song about writing this song a little right. bit, right? Um, and uh, and also, I think the idea of like you know being alone in this apartment, um, and then it's like tried out the synthesizer that you bought yesterday, right? It's like you're buying these synthesizers, and our apartment's like a mess, um, right? And then like right um, that. The second half of that verse is when the failures of the past they multiply, and you trivialize the things that kept your hand from mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's this, it's like, it's this really interesting. That verse is an interesting summary of the whole album, right? Of these like dysfunctional like relationships that are like you know not leading to happiness, but are leading to these songs, right? <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I do think I think that's right. I think there is something. Um, I do think that the song itself, like, is sort of, like you said, it, it has the kind of, uh, it tells the story of the song in the song structure. Like, even just the swelling fanfare to me is like, they forgot about life. <laughs> so, like, how do you interpret um, forgetting the idea of forgetting about life? Um, because I, I have an interpretation, and then I, I'd like to con- contrast that by the one uh, with the the one offered by the geniuses at Rap Genius. <laughs> um, I, well, to me, I, you know, I think you, if you want to, you could read this like in a very like suicidal way. Yeah, I mean, I that's told, how I, you know, I I I kind of like to me like. This is like this sounds to me. It sounds like a death pact. Well, and or I mean, like in a call, like like I'm like let's kill let's kill ourselves together, right? Well, I mean, the, the first line of the song is, "I thought of going in the lake and swallowing." swallowing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, like that's like very strongly here in the lyrics, like that there is something about like whatever it is that she's like asking to do is somehow yeah self-destructive or like it, it is like it is somehow like not life affirming right. or, or right. It's, it's life killing in some way right um even if it's just like you know it's like a soft kind of suicide i guess it was like forgetting about life well because the other way the the other thing this could um connect to is the other big theme of this that we've kind of emerged in this album is drug use right like, that's the other way that you forget about life is just like getting high together right right, um, right. but so just the geniuses at rap genius say the 10th and final track um of antisocialites is about trying to spark a moment of mutual affection and intimacy amidst the stress and worries of life so <laughs> we just got hey bro i'm just trying to forget about life yeah, that's right. I'm just trying to find a moment of mutual affection and intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm so I, stressed That's out. why we do couples yoga. And this is a song about couples, couples yoga. yoga. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just want to be in the moment. Yeah. And that's, that's just what this is about. And, you know, that's why I'm a genius. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm a genius too, man. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I kind of think this, like, description is, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like you B- know what this bullshit. Is, yeah, this is you know what the description is way too chill. That's for sure. It's like it's like uh, I'm sorry, like I'm sorry. 
your interpretation of this is way too chill. Yeah, right. Then there's a kind of a chill denial here, right? It's, like, um, it's just someone trying to find some positivity in all of this, right? It's like, hello. This is, this is like a description written by one of like the villains of this album, right? Yeah. Like one of the people that the album is about, right? Yeah. No, it really is. Like, it's like the Instagram version of this song, like right. just trying to find a moment of mutual affection and intimacy amidst the stress and worries of life. Hashtag forget about life tonight. <laughs> hey, 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 just forget about life for these 45 minutes on the spin bike, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, no. It's, you know, it like, it's like, I'm sorry. I think this song is like pretty heavily, like, pretty heavily, like, suggesting, like, some kind of, like, it's, it's like suggesting suicide and death. Like, right. At best case, it is like, so, like, suggesting, like, uh, suggesting brain, like, like mi- mind, si- yeah, mind, self annihilation. Yeah, mindlessness, yeah. not mind, mindfulness, yeah. right? Exactly. Uh, so I just find, I don't know. Yeah, it really is to me. It's like, that is what, like, the fitness professional on Instagram would say about this song. Just trying to find the positivity in this. I think that's what's really interesting is that this album, and I think that, and now it does make me want to go back and give um, Always Debut album um, another spin because that, I think, felt to me much more like kind of superficial indie rock. But that, and from what I understand, that that is actually a, a kind of even also a concept album kind of focused on a very specific character mm-hmm. um, and, um, who's kind of named more explicitly, right? This Archie character. Um, so I think it's about Riverdale, is what I understand. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's it's uh, always his first album is um, Riverdale fan fiction before it existed, um, which is odd to fan fiction a fan fiction because um, Riverdale is absolutely you know uh, uh, Archie fan fiction in a Gossip Girl rapper, but that's another topic. Um, but uh, that you know that there was a sense uh, that. I that I thought it was more of that kind of was more confectionary um, indie pop and more of that kind of surface level Instagram chill and I think that what you know that both what's interesting musically about this album already demolishes that by kind of all the ways in which this kind of engages um, and plays with dynamic and uh, dynamic and tempo um, and and kind of harmonics and really really and noise in really interesting ways um, and then what we've kind of uncovered lyrically right and, and again because like you know most of this actually is this is an album that you can enjoy without kind of going to that level of depth. But then I think what I find is that now that I've gone in, it's like, man, this is even more maybe my favorite album of the year. Yeah. Uh, because they, it was before it was that because it was just really good, right? It's the opposite of dream plot pop. This is the album that we play to wake up, right? <laughs> um, and especially because the first track in Undertow is one of these slower <laughs> songs and it starts with this, uh, another kind of organ figure that actually kind of calls back to the, um, the organ solo in Forget About Life actually it makes the album kind of circular but it's this nice little like thing that almost sounds like a ringtone that to wake you up this yeah this like this chiming da, 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 and then it breaks into a kind of almost kind of wall of sound um, yes. kind of uh kind of song and it's very good uh it's very good um like dream pop for the tail end of your dreams right no i, I agree it, it, it it sounds like natural light filtering in um, yeah, exactly. It, it doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. 
And, 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 you know, and it, so as a result, it's a good substitute if you live in a place where um, there isn't that. There's uh, no and, natural light like, filtering uh, in. Right. I, either either um, because of the apartment you live in or because of the time of the year it is. Um, uh, and so, uh, yeah. And so uh, give this a few spins. Um, if you've listened to the album twice, um, welcome back. Um, Did you get a snack? Um, <laughs> yeah, we you, you we have a- some snacks if you want something. I, do you, are you thirsty? Because we could get you something. I have like, uh, we have some seltzer. I think I don't know. I can, do you want water, tea? And so yeah, if you if you made it back after two listens of the album, wasn't that great? Wasn't it a great album? Yeah, so great. Wasn't it great? It was it was a good album. It was a really good album. Um, well, Rachel, thank you for talking to me, uh, talking with me about this good album. No, I'm glad I came and I was able to talk about it, and I will get you your tea. The you, you listener. listener. You, you I'm getting listener. you tea. We're getting you tea. Um, and then you can just rewind back and listen to this uh, this discussion that takes as long as two spins through the album. And, uh, and, and then come back next week. We're still in 2017. We'll be here for the rest of the year. So we're going to um, be bouncing back and forth between some albums that we missed um, when we were back in our 90s stretch. Uh, as well as some... There's, there's, there's some album... That's coming out soon, but I, I don't remember what it is. I think it's like someone. I saw it on a truck. I think so. I think it's like I think it's like about like other people. Or... It's about like it's about like re- reputations or something. Or something, yeah. I don't know. I forget which. I don't know if it's like Zara Larson or one of these. Like I can't. I mix them all up. It's it's all uh, the pop stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's one of these. There's some. There's some. There's kind some of, big pop album. There's some coming pop out. album, but I just. I don't know. It's like the songs haven't been getting that much attention when they've been coming out. No. So, so we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I just like we'll um, have to deal with that later. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. Oh. What is this snake emoji on my phone? No. I, I don't know. It's huh. very. Odd. It's the snake emoji just showed really? up on my phone. That's yeah. weird. It's very. Did odd. you press it with your no, phone? No. I don't think so. It's just. Oh. It's just. There's now my phone is all snake emojis. Oh, weird. What could that mean? Oh. Oh, that's so. Oh my God! My phone has snake emojis. <sighs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a Taylor Swift album coming in a few weeks. We'll discuss that. Uh, but, but, but before then and after then, we're going to be hitting all the uh, our favorite albums, um, or at least the most uh, TFT-worthy albums of 2017. Uh, drop us a line in all the usual ways on uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and the show notes at Overthinking It. Um, and we hope to hear from you uh, and chat more. And until then, we will keep it real. Hey, Mr. Punk, how did those plimsolls work out for you? They took all my lunch money. <laughs> Wait, how old are you? I'm eight. <laughs> You're an eight-year-old punk in bondage pants? Yeah. They, fit, they sell them in small sizes. Here, have this lollipop. <laughs> I cut it out of my hair. Okay. <laughs>